Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell a truth about you. Don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell a truth about you. My future favors the legendary status of a hip hop rhyme savior. Travel around the Atlas in a spaceship, candy coated. My day shift been devoted to fucking the bundles of paper. Pie equals three, four, Welcome to the Man United cast, the podcast where we talk about Manchester United. No longer sixth in the league, only fifth. Say, Oh my god, I've waited like a hundred days to say that or something like that, dude, what the fuck? Oh god, welcome everybody to the Man United cast, welcome to episode... 34. Shit. 34. We talk about everything uh, before that we start recording, except for that. Except for the episode number, <laughs> right, yeah, because we're fucking trolls, that's why. Um, anyways, with joining me this week, as always, is my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, my co-host, the one and only Drake hater of them all, Andre. <laughs> everybody, clap it up for Andre. Hello, everybody. Hello. Drake hater, I love that. South London, dog. You know what it is. But they talk like they talk like they want to shoot you in your face. He is upset and angry at the six god and the wave god because he does not like his music. And I, on the other hand, do. I'm not even. I don't even have any. Okay, we're gonna. We're, okay, here's a. Here, we'll, we'll, we'll take, take this side road for on. a second. We'll take, we already said before recording this is gonna be a short podcast. So. Yeah, this is going to be a short hate, podcast, but I don't want to talk about I don't hate Drake. I'm just not into his music. That's all. That's it. I'm, it's not, I'm not going to go out my way to, like, actually, like, try to appreciate something that I don't like. That, that's all. That's, but I don't hate the dude. Well, I, I, I'm He's only, made some I'm, good songs. I'm only going to say one thing, and this is the only thing I'm going to say about that. Drake is, like, Andre... But rich. If you knew Andre like I, personally, like I know, like I know, like I know Andre. Well, besides the fact that Andre is not half black, but he is like half Jewish. Um, Drake is essentially Andre, but with a lot of money and not married. So when when Drake makes the kind of music that he makes, I can only think about Andre when I listen to it. Because if Andre were a musician, this is the kind of music that he would make. So let's just call it self hate, okay? Uh, or let's, let's just call it, it opposite of the track, and he's not my opposite. opposite. The track. He's not my I, I, opposite. I, I, he's he's a I can so fuck with I, that. No, I, he's I like your track. twin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like your twin. He's not your opposite. Okay, fine. Um, so I'm not gonna be attracted to my twin. I'm going to be the opposite of what my twin is. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, welcome, everybody. Uh, 
joining you this week, we we are coming off the back end of a 3-1 victory against Middlesbrough. Like Andre said in the beginning of the combo, this is probably going to be a real short podcast. We only have one game to talk about, and international break is upon us. And Andre's going to the UK, so right off the bat, um, what I wanted to say was, if anybody who listens that is from the UK knows that any way I can get um, Andre to the West Brom game at Old Trafford, send me a DM at my Twitter, at LeoEPD. I've been asking some people on Twitter around um, not getting, you know, the responses I want, um, because we're trying, I'm trying to, like, because it's expensive, and he, and we're broke, so we're not, I'm not having him pay, like, a hundred fucking pounds to go watch United. If he could, I'm sure he would, but he can't. Oh, of course. And I can't yeah. either. Um, so, but if you guys know of any season ticket holder who's willing to give up their ticket to Andre so that he can go watch the game, um, he's going to be with his wife, so if you guys have two tickets, that'd be awesome. Um, but if, if you have one, I don't know if his wife would be cool with not going, but might be able to work that out. Um but yeah, so Andre's going to be going on, um, not really, I mean, it is kind of vacation, but he's going to still be working from over there. Um, but he's going to be in London for two, for what, a week and a half, two weeks? Two weeks, right? Two weeks. Yeah, yeah two back. weeks. Yeah. Um, and the first week that he's going to be out there, uh, the first week and a half is going to be international break, which started uh, after this weekend. So we're not going to release a podcast next week. Um, and we are going to try to record while he's over there the Monday after um, United play West Brom. So that's kind of like how the schedule is looking for us right now. Uh, if anything changes, I'm sure I'll tweet something out or I'll put like a short audio clip and just throw it in there as like a .5 episode or something. Um, but that's that for now. So let's get straight to it. Aside from any Drake jokes that we might uh, want to <laughs> talk about, any, any more life comments... You know, anything like that. We're talking about United today, and we're talking about first of all, not no longer being cis in the league, mm-hmm. and it's not like a huge accomplishment. But boy, does it feel like it. <laughs> we've just been stuck in sixth place for so long. I mean, we have to celebrate not being there. <laughs> it's like yes, you know. Well, and the funny part about it too is that like like I, I I'm I'm more on Twitter and. And more like uh, aware of like what like people who are in football and like football accounts and all that kind of stuff, you know, talk about and other teams as well. And man, we had been getting so much shit from Arsenal fans about being in in six for so long, and in one <laughs> fucking weekend, we bumped the fifth, and they go from fourth to six. Congratulations! You and that shit just That's made my day. That's the best. yeah. It's Hilarious, by the way. Um, aside from us getting... Well, the way we got into fifth place and we got out of sixth was playing Middlesbrough on... Was the game on Sunday or Saturday, Andre? It was Sunday. Sunday. We played Middlesbrough at uh, at Borough on Sunday. Um, and, I mean, I'm going to let you t- take it away, Andre, because I think you've watched it more recently than I have. My memory is a little bit more... Um, Sloppy than yours, so tell me. (laughs) Well, I thought you had just watched it like yesterday or something. No, no, I watched it Monday. But but what what did you what did you take away from that game? I have some couple things I want to say too, but I want you to go first. Um. Well, I mean, this is 
Okay, now it's very like uh, very very clear where the focus of Mourinho is. You know, uh, yes. the Europa yes. the Europa Cup. That's that's his goal. Um, yes, he I'm not saying that. Now, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said it, but he's also showing it with with the players he's he's put in. I mean. We didn't have Mkhitaryan. We didn't have, yeah. um, you know... Martial. Martial. He rested Mkhitaryan and Martial, left them on the bench. Right. Um, you know, and, and obviously it's... You have to have put Rashford in because Slatan is is away. Um, uh, I think he's he's got one more game, right? He's got one more game to... He had this game, the Chelsea game... And I think he has one more when, we, yeah. when he comes back. Yeah, it's three games. Three games total. So he total. misses. So he misses three games total. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we 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 didn't have Pogba. Um, no, I think he was injured. Injured, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this this was like, I mean the the, the I don't know. It I, it lacked. It lacked a little bit of order, a little bit of discipline. Um, it lacked creation. You know, we didn't yeah. have a um, Mata is not. I mean, even though Mata is still a, a genius and, and a hard player, but he's not the same Mata from when the season started. You know, uh, pre Mkhitaryan hitting the spotlight, we were always like Mata. Mata's a creator. Mata's you know, but he's not that same Mata. Like I, I didn't see any like real. You know. Well, you you also have to like look who was surrounding him, though. Well, yes, true. You had look who we had in midfield, man. I know, I know, I know, I know. We I, had like, like Laney and Carrick in midfield. It's like yeah, I get that. Now, again, this if 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 you're a Fellaini fan, do not listen to this podcast because we don't like Fellaini. Well, but you, I didn't know but, you were going to talk shit about Fellaini. No, so no, no, ahead. I'm not going to talk shit because I thought you had a exactly, good game. That's that's exactly what I was going to get at. We're not fans <laughs> of Fellaini, but no, we all we do recognize when somebody's doing a good job. Why well, he had a really good game, and he had a like, really good game. He gave yeah. us that first goal, that one nil. He yeah. um he he covered his spot. You know, like you said before, you know what is Mata supposed to do when he has Fellaini and Carrick behind him? But mm-hmm. Fellaini wasn't an issue, like 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 he has no, been I, I in previous right. games. You know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think. If we had to like um, boil it down to who was the weakest link in the starting mm-hmm. eleven, I, I think I go with Bayi. Um, oh certain, no, you're crazy! Either Bayi or Smalling, Jones, maybe. But like, no, Smalling was terrible. Smalling, you think? Smalling was okay. So I, I just I don't know. I don't. See, well, the you, thing is, the what thing you is, did compare, is you just opened you just opened up a can of worms for the, me. The, the problem, but, see, what, the, but the the problem is with me is that mm-hmm. I judge Bayi by how he started and what he is now. By how right. he started, he was a beast. Right. He was incredible. He was amazing. Bayi is starting to build up to what he was before, but he still there's. Still, some stuff that needs to be worked on. You know what I mean? Like okay. he still has. Yeah. Re- that's what. That's what I'm judging by. By like, I'm not like you know comparing him directly to the rest of the team. I'm. I'm saying, dude, that's not the by that came at the beginning of the season. I get that. That's that, that's, yeah, that's he, hasn't, what I'm, he hasn't played yeah. the same since now. 
coming back from the African yeah. Cup of Nations. Now, what I did love is when I was listening to the commentators, you know, they were talking about uh-huh. Lingard. Oh, Lingard hasn't scored, like, in forever, basically. I, I don't... You know, they have the full stats, right? So they... they yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they well, I mean, he stats. doesn't have, like, a ton of goals. But right. the goals that he does have... <laughs> but he, they said that, Ooh, and, like... And, like, Lingard goes and scores an amazing goal. It's like... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, that's... Thank you. Thank you, Lingard, because that shut him up quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so here, um, here's my thing. Uh, before you go farther than Lingard, Bailly, and Fellaini, I want to touch on those three. And I want to add Small into the picture before we talk about Rashford and, and, yeah, I and just everything had, else. Yeah, I just had one more thing in the top three, the Mata, Lingard, Rashford situation. Uh-huh. But but let's let's... Let's close this. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll go we back to that. I want, yeah. real quick, I thought Smalling, and I, I think it's been like for the last couple games, mm-hmm. he's been our weakest link at the back. Yeah, I agree. Um, Smalling has not been the same. He First of all, compared to last season, he's had a bad season. Let's just let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. He's not been the same. He's He just looks nervous whenever he touches the ball. He looks uncomfortable. The goal that um, that Boyle scored was a mistake by him. Like, whoa, dude. Like, a huge mistake, first of all. Okay? Um, miss hitting a ball in the box like that. Like, come on. Um, I think... I don't want to get... It's too early. Well, it's not too early. It's not late enough in the season where I can talk about who's going to go and who's going to stay in the summer. But I'm going to parentheses that. With saying that, I think in the summer, Smalling is probably going to go. Hmm. I'm not saying that that's something that I would want. I'm not saying that yet. It could be something I want, depending on how we end the season. But I'm saying that, like, from what I'm looking, starting the season with me and you specifically saying that I didn't want to see Marcos Rojo anywhere near center back. <laughs> right? We'll to where he now. is now. <laughs> To the potential that we see in Bayi, the way he started the season and the way he's coming back into form. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's in the best form, but he's getting there, right? And what Jones did when he was not injured, like mm-hmm. Smalling is the low, the, the, the lowest, uh, the lowest common denominator on that. One. The only problem he, with that, the only problem with what you're saying, and I agree with you, like Smalling should it, or could be in the possibilities of being sold out, you know, um, getting replaced. But the only problem I see with that, where mm-hmm. that might not happen, is, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Smalling team captain a couple games? He was team captain. LVG made him captain, and then Mo kept it going. But but it doesn't matter, dude. Uh, come on, man. Rooney was captain, and he hasn't played in, like, three months. <laughs> so, like, clearly Mo doesn't care about that. I mean, we see it. We saw it at Real Madrid. Iker Casillas was captain, and he got rid of him, too. Like, so that's... And Smalling is is the defender who is who's good when he's on form. He has not been on form this entire season. I don't think. I'm trying to think of a of a run of games where he was on form, and I don't think I can think of any. Maybe in the beginning of the season, I'm not sure. Not, but, but but again, the only way you can get in form is by having more playing time. And well, but he's been we, playing though, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know. But um. Now that we know where Mourinho's focus is, like I don't see Smalling being, you know, uh, starting for the yeah. Europa League. 
I, I no, can we'll, see we'll, him we'll, starting for the premiere, but not for the Europa. Right. We're also we're also talking about Mourinho playing three at the back for the last like three or four three games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, but he's doing that because of injuries and suspensions. I don't really think that's something that he's going to stick with. Um, I think he's going to go back to the fourth, like the two center backs, left uh, well, wing, uh, right back it, and left back. And because you can't really play a three at the back when but it, you it hasn't get been bad Herrera. for him, though. Like, well, it hasn't been great either, though, dude. It's been kind of ish. It's No, I mean, it hasn't been bad or great. It's been... It's worked, right? Yeah. But I think I think we play better, more attacking football when we play with a right back and a left back. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm I'm done talking about swallowing and all that shit. I thought he was bad during that game. I thought he was bad the game before. Um, I I think he's been bad for like a couple weeks now, um, prior to the international break. I thought Smalling has been the weakest link at the back. Maybe it's because it's not good for him to play at three at the back. Maybe he doesn't thrive that way. But he's been shaky the entire season, and he just looks too nervous for me. Like, I don't feel comfortable when he's on the ball or he has to defend. Funny enough, I feel more comfortable when Rojo's back there, and that motherfucker's a savage. And we don't know when he's going to two-foot tackle somebody, the same as Bailly. So, but... I know that if he's going to go in, he's not going to miss, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Will Smalling is going to try to tackle or try to kick a ball, and he's going to miss. He just does not look comfortable. So so my, my takeaway from that match, something that really stood out for me mm-hmm. was how shaky Smalling was when pressured. Um, and I don't think – and I think, like I said, we're not talking about summer outings and summer coming in yet. It's, too, it's not late enough in the season for that. Right, but I do think that he will be one of those people that's going to be on the block, where Mo's going to be like, well, you know what? If I can bring in a, a world class center back, or just a little bit below world class center back, it's going to be better than having him. And I need somebody I can pair up with Bai and Rojo, switching them on and off. And I need we need a not, better center not, back. That's for damn not sure. Not even not even world class because I mean. Buy you, I mean, well, well you more than world class, I think a more experienced center back. Yeah, I mean, like like the rumors were of uh, bringing Godin, the Uruguayan yeah. player. I mean, if that I don't happens, know if he's world class, but he's very experienced, yeah. right? If, if Godin comes, I, I think that's more than we need. Yeah, out of the center backs, if Godin comes, Smalling's the first one to go. Smalling is the first, first one to go. He's the first one to go. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about uh, what you mentioned before. Uh, Mata and Fellaini and the midfield, right? Um, I thought Mata was... I thought Mata created chance, um, but I thought that the best player besides... First of all, I don't know what you think, but I thought Rashford was fucking great, even though he missed Mm -hmm. a couple chances. I thought his positioning, his speed, his attacking prowess, I thought he had a great match. Even if he didn't score, I thought he had a great game. He's a consistent... Player like, I. It, it, he doesn't score every game, but right. he hustles every game. He Dude. does like he gives a hundred and ten percent every game. Mm-hmm. You know, um, unfortunately that those those aren't followed up with goals because uh, yeah. and I say unfortunate because he's not a midfielder or a defender. You know, no, he's, he's a, a forward. Yeah, he's a striker. Yeah, he's a so yeah. you expect goals out of him, and when you yeah. don't, and see the strikers are judged more on their goals than they're on the performance. 
Yeah. Um, like we have we we have said before, Slatan has had low performances. Like he's been but like he kind of lost goals. in the game, but because he scored, then then you kind of tend to forget that he had a shitty game just because right. of the fact he scored and we won the game because he scored. Um, right. So they're more judged on their scoring than their performance. But Rashford is a kid that, or a player that, like, um, that outperforms most of most of the people on this squad. Like he, he's very consistent with his performance. He hustles every game. He, I mean, he. Uh, I think along with Pogba, he deserves to get more goals in. <laughs> uh, yes. Hopefully, we find a team that'll let him have it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, I, I, I saw I was I, I saw the, the the game and I was like, man Rashford was great I I felt bad that he didn't get a goal he deserved at least one goal because of everything that he did mm-hmm. I thought Valdez had a really his first save was really good well, this is a beast in, uh, as a goalkeeper yeah except for at the end oh yes <laughs> well, we'll get to that um, but yeah I thought I thought Rashford was unlucky and I thought that. I also I am aware that Rashford has been been playing wide this entire season mostly, right. so he doesn't have consistency playing as a number nine. So I'm not I'm I'm personally I'm not saying you are, but things I've read on Twitter and people and accounts and stuff, um, and people were talking in other podcasts and things that I watch on YouTube, mm-hmm. where most people are very aware that Rashford first of all he's 19. He's been playing. As a right or left winger, whenever he's played this season, right, he's not been playing in his preferred role, which is a, like a straight up number nine, a striker, right. And he hasn't been getting as much time as we would we would have hoped because Mourinho's been relying heavily on Slatan, and if not Slatan, Rashford coming in, but as a winger, right. Mm-hmm. And even even with that, he's had fantastic games because he's just that talented. Right, so yeah. I, he didn't get the goals right, but I thought his performance was great, and I wasn't. I was sad that he didn't get the goals for him, but I wasn't mad that he didn't get the goals. Yeah, because I because one because, like I said, he's a kid. Two, he hasn't been giving. He's been given chances, but not in the position that we know that he can play the best in. So he's not accustomed to that, and also three, you know. So it's like, come on, man. He's like, I he's not Slatan. So it's like, he's only learning from the best. He isn't the best yet. So I thought Rashford did a good job. But what I really, really liked, and you touched upon this, was Lingard's play. Mm-hmm. I thought Lingard was, like, I like, you know, we like Mata. And we said Fellaini had a good game. And I think Rashford was great. But I think Lingard probably had one of his best games starting for United in forever. I thought he was he was clinical. He he had the pass like he he good he threw some good passes in there. Some of the passes that he got cleared at Rashford I was like, "Whoa." Yeah. Those guys are in sync. You can tell they've been playing together for a couple years now like Yeah. They know. So I thought I thought Lingard was fucking great, right? Mm-hmm. Um we're not going to sit here and talk about how every, how good everybody was and not mention the guy who's been like steady 8 for 10 performance the entire season and not talk about my guy Valencia. Because, again, Dude. not playing right back anymore, playing right wing back, more attacking, he was phenomenal. 
He's incredible. He was, he's he's he has been the guy. I've, I've know I've said Ander Herrera has been the most consistent midfielder we've had because Pogba has had his ups and downs, and that's fine. He's I'm, only twenty three, and he's great, and he and I think he's had way more ups than a couple of downs. Um, but I think Valencia has been our most consistent player overall. Ander has had, I think, what. Two or three more mistakes than Valencia has throughout. Well, the I don't think so Valencia's far. made really any mistakes. That's what that I'm saying. I can think it's of like right off the nil. top of my head. <laughs> it's like three nil. Yeah. Right <laughs> so it's like so so like yes, for sure. I agree one hundred percent, dude. Like I I don't I don't know who's gonna get like the Manchester United Player of the Year award at the end of the season, but it's if Valencia doesn't though. get some some kind of probably Slotman. If he doesn't get some kind of accolade from the club or from somebody at the end of the season, I'm going to be mad. Because, man, he has been so consistently good for us. I wish you had two of him so we could put one on the left and one on the right. Well, if you have two of, I, two of him, then you only have two rights. Well, I, I know, but I wish you had like him <laughs> on the right and then... like. Uh, we had another technical. one of him, but who was who was left-footed <laughs> on the left. That's what I mean. Bro, he's been so good, man. I, I, I was just like... Because he, he, like, he's played right back all this season, and then he gets thrown into, like, a, an attacking position, which was originally what he started coming at, like, what he started playing before. And it's just, like, it's great, dude. I don't know. I, I don't know, like... More, much more I can say about Valencia than I'm just like amazed about how he, good he's been this season. His his performance says everything about him, and there, there's not a lot we can add on because there, there's not much argument there. Like nobody can argue the fact that he's been consistent. He's been top top form. He's adapted, like you said. He was first right back, then he moved up into the midfield. And he's adapted to that change real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, for him, it's like, oh, no problem. You know, you you need to move up. Okay, I'll move up. So, like, for him, it hasn't, like, been a big deal, you know. Um, Going back a little, just uh, one quick mention on on Rashford. Uh, Mm -hmm. What you said, like, yes, Rashford, uh, and this is for, like, anybody else that, you know, wants to, like, debate this, whatever, if anybody really wants to debate us, but... Even though Rashford was given the opportunity to play, you know, number nine, like this game, and he's had a couple games where he's been put in that position, but he's played so many times as a winger because every time Slatan's on the pitch, he's a winger. Like Rashford's a winger. Yes. That you can tell, like, and very specifically in this game, you can tell how he's used to that. Like, he wasn't running up the middle, or he wasn't in the middle. He's like, most of his gameplay was from the sides. And so, that's when Lingard and Mata had to, like, go in through the middle. Because Rashford mm-hmm. would, like, put himself out, you know, out on the on the sides, you know. Um, and even when he got the ball, he would, like, take it out, you know. Um, so, even though he's had opportunities, but he's very used to playing... Uh, or with Slatan, so like he, like doesn't feel that like you know he's just used to being on the outside. He's not yes. he's not used to you know having that responsibility of playing down the middle like like Slatan does. Um, 
But it'll, I mean, like you said, he's young and it'll come to him, you know. Slatan uh, is not going to be with us like forever. Um, but the best thing that Rashford has uh, is that possibility that this year and however long Slatan stays, he can learn a lot from him. And we've seen him, exactly. and we've seen it in a couple of plays where, you know, uh, there's one goal that he that he made that I mentioned um, that somebody with no experience, you know, somebody young like like he is, would have done something differently to where probably would have lost that ball, but but he played it differently to where he scored, um, and that is something that rubs off of uh, of, a, uh, of an uh, an experienced player, um, having an experienced player with you. So uh, it, it'll come to him. It'll come to him, and I'm sure he'll be he'll be great for the club. But yeah, um, I think what, you're right, man. I, uh, one thing ahead. that you mentioned between Rashford and Lingard, and like you can tell they've been playing for so long, and um, and that's great for them. That, that that's the best thing you can have is when your your offensive side like knows each other very very well for more than just one season. Um, but what I did notice is a lack of communication with, with Mata. Um, whenever either Rashford would um, go to the side, um, if he didn't see Lingard, um, he would try to like do it himself. And there's a couple occasions in this game particularly where like if you look at Mata and where he's at, he's like basically by himself and he's like telling him, yo, here, here, here. And Rashford's like, oh, I don't see Lingard. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So there is like a little bit of miscommunication, I think, with Mata. Um, but that just boils down to like not having, you know, because Mata, Rashford, they're both used to like having Slatan, Mkhitaryan, Pogba. So um, their styling is a little bit different when they play, you know, all together. Um, but having Rashford, Lingard, and Mata, I don't know. I think there's still some working there that needs to be done a little bit just to open up Rashford's vision a little bit more um, to not focus just on Lingard, who you know, but also, you know, see that maybe Mata is in a better position to receive the ball than what Lingard is. Um, But other than that, I mean, I think they did a hell of a job, you know, um, the whole team did a hell of a job with what they had. Um, yeah. And we came that's out with three key. points. That's, that's key, the important thing. Key phrase. I think we did a hell of a job with what we had. Um, you know, not the most creative midfield when you have Fellaini and Carrick on the pitch. And this is not a knock to them. They're just not the way they play. It, it's a containing um, field. It's, a, it's like yeah, they're, they're just a I, contained Right, containment and prevention, and I, mm-hmm. I, I really thought Fellaini had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't very often say that, and I don't think I've said it more than once or twice on this fucking podcast, yep. or in my life, to be honest. Um, but I thought he had a really good game. Uh, Young had a very good game too. Um, the guys who were given a chance to step up stepped up, and I thought that was that's important for the the entire team. Not for just for those guys, for the entire team, so that you know everybody's aware that you know at one point if something happens and Martial and Mkhitaryan can't play or they need a rest, then it's the likes of Lingard and Young 
and even Fellaini can come and do the business, you know, like if if needed. Um, so I, it was good. It, it got a little nervy there towards the end where we were up 2-0 and we looked to retreat. We didn't look to attack anymore. Um, and then they scored the goal on us. And I was like, wait a second. But I never thought that, that we were in danger of losing the match, to be honest with you. Not, not at one point that I think that would happen. Um, not losing, but ending with the tie yet again. I, uh, it did cross my yeah, mind I, I, I might have been afraid of a tie, but I don't think so, man. I was I was confident that this was going to be a win for some reason. Um, and then uh, Valencia at the end with that just pressure, because that's what it was. It was pressure. Uh, Valdez slipping was hilarious and all, but the pressure that Valencia kept putting on and running forward and running forward was 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 that it was great. It it, it created. It might have not made Valencia slip, but it definitely created that goal. So as a goalkeeper, I'm, the worst people you can slip with are Martial, Rashford, uh, Mata, Lingard, and Valencia. Like yeah. you do not want to. You no, those guys will not because those guys are always pushing up. So yeah. you don't want to do that. They're really fast. They can get to the ball yeah. real quick. I mean, yeah. I would have said Slatan or... too, but Slatan is a little slower. He's than really He's missed a couple. Like he's. I remember. I don't remember what match it was where like the goalie kind of fucked up and Slatan didn't react quick enough and mm-hmm. he didn't wasn't able to get the ball. Um, but you know we won uh, Middlesbrough away and we got three points. City and Liverpool played, and they tied. Um, they drew 1-1. So, you know, we're in it. We're right there. We are... And in, we have two games less. Is that correct? Well, we have one two two. games to play that we haven't played yet that we were supposed yeah. to have played. So, so I think we have... No, we have one game. And it's the uh, the City game. We have the City game um, that was rescheduled for, like, the 27th or 20-something of April. Mm-hmm. Um... That we needed, we had to have played that game like a couple weeks ago, and we didn't get to play it because we were FA Cup and still Europa Cup and all that shit. So we couldn't get. There was not enough time for us to play that match. Um, so we have a game in hand on our on City and Liverpool and Arsenal because Arsenal is right behind us too, um, which is good. And it's City at home, I think. And we also play Chelsea at home here pretty coming up soon, I think. So, the the last, we'll see, we're in March, April. March and April. April is going to be a crazy month for us. Like, it's going to be make or break. You know, it, yeah. it is what it is. Um, we know now because of things that Mo has said that he is, um, has prioritized the... The Europa League Cup, the Europa Cup, and that's fine. I've been saying that for a while now. Um, I didn't want to believe it at first, but he said it, and I had, I had, uh, you know, I had made up my mind that that was what he really wanted to accomplish, um, and that's what he wants. I mean, and you know what? I'm not. I wish he would have focused more on the league, because, you know, we've said before that we knew that this moment was going to come where. Some of the teams were going to buckle and they were going to lose points and drop points. And all those games that I think about now that we should have won, that we tied, boy, we would be somewhere completely different right now if we hadn't 
made that those mistakes. But nevertheless, we can't look back at those games and talk about what ifs. We got to talk about what's coming up. Mm-hmm. And what's coming up is that United have a pretty heavy schedule from here till May. Um, and we're going to be playing a lot of football, especially if we stay in the Europa Cup. And like we've said, and like Mo said, that's that's what he wants. That's Mata said that. He said that as well. So this is what they want. They want this Europa Cup. They want this trophy. Um, and they want this way to qualify the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And... I think we have a we have a big chance of actually doing that. If we so the teams that are left, there are some good teams, but you know, we we're playing Anderlecht. It's not a team that we should be worried about. Anything can happen in football. But if we want to talk about like statistically, we should beat this team. It'll come into where we get to the semifinals and the finals where we we're gonna play a team that could possibly take us out. You know, like a Roma. I don't know who made it through by the way, but I know Roma was in there and I like to go Bilbao or something. I don't fucking know, to be honest. Um, but so it's gonna be interesting. Um, when we when we come back, United play West Brom on April first at uh, Old Trafford Premier League match, and then we play again three days later on the fourth. We play Everton, and then five days later. On the ninth, we play also Premier League match. We play Sunderland away. So we have two home games on the bounce coming from the international break. And then we have an away game. And then we have the Europa Cup game, which is at home. And then three days later, we get Chelsea at home for the Premier League. That's going to be crazy, by the way. If I was Chelsea... I would be worried a little bit. Yeah, cause we're gonna because we're going to come out fucking... <laughs> we, we get Slotham back. Do we get Ander back? Well, we have everybody back. As long yeah. as there's no injuries, we have everybody back. We might so, even have Rooney back, and he doesn't even get to play anymore. <laughs> so, like, so if Chelsea had a hard time... Because, I mean, we have to be honest. They had a hard time last game. They didn't um, have it easy. That's they didn't have it sure. easy. Yeah. That's for damn um, sure. It's going to be a lot harder. And... You know, even though we were excited for the last, you know, uh, last game, this this last Chelsea United game, um, mm-hmm. I'll be more excited for this coming one. Because well, this is at home. This is at home. This is uh, it's the Premier with, League with everybody there for the Premier yeah. League. Um, I'm more excited to see that than 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 this last one. I mean, I was excited for it, but I'm more excited for this. One. I'm I'm real I'm real hyped for this Chelsea game. Plus, um, the third time is the charm, right? That's the saying. Uh, that's what they say, right? And then, um, and I'm really excited for this uh, City game that we play on the 27th of April. I thought we played City away at home, not away. I guess we're playing them away. I guess. Hmm, interesting. Um, we we like look at look at. We have to play Arsenal and Tottenham before the end of the season. Like, <laughs> still. Mm. So, there's a lot of shit going on for United. It's going to be like their, the season ends in towards the mid-end of May. It's a lot of football to be played, my boy. Um, I, have, I have faith that we'll end up in, in, the, in the fourth, third spot. Third or fourth spot. I don't want to say second. I, I, I want to say, say that I think that we can climb into third. Um... 
I, I man, I, I watch some of these other teams playing, like Liverpool and Arsenal and, and Man City. And although United get a ton of shit from the media of, like, how inconsistent and Mo and Pogba and all this other shit. Bro, I'm watching these teams and I'm not scared. Like, like it's not... It's like, your Arsenal have depleted. They have... They have imploded into themselves, and they do. They just can't. They lost three one to, I think it was West Brom. So who we play next? Um, and it's just they're they're fucking their season is tumbling for sure. Um, what should we call it? Pep Guardiola and City. They are not looking like what they looked in the beginning of the season, and you know it's been it's like it's out there. Like he doesn't have the team that he. Can do the things he did with when he was at Barca and Bayern. Come on, man. You can't compare. It's not even close. And Liverpool and Klopp, um, they seem to do really well against top teams. But whenever they have to play like a like a fucking Everton or West Brom or a fucking uh, Swansea or fucking Sunderland, they fucking just fold. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this because, man, we were talking so much shit the entire 100 days that we were in sixth place. And now look at us. We're in fifth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Arsenal are in sixth, and they talked a lot of shit. So, I don't know. It's funny to me. That's even better. Um, before we go, uh, Schweinsteiger was sold to the MLS yesterday. Or the day before yesterday. Huh. I don't know if you saw the news. Schweinsteiger was sold to the MLS. Well, that's, that's the first one to go. He's going to the Chicago Fire. He's sold. He's gone. They did this whole thing about United saying thank you for everything. He he put out this his video thanking all the United fans and all this other shit. He has been sold to the MLS, and he's gonna play for the Chicago Fire. Um, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. Like, Shiny was past his prime when he came to United last year with LVG. Um. He got injured and he didn't really get to play and Mo didn't rate him for his team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, he will always be a football like legend especially for like Germany and stuff and for what he did at Bayern and all that shit, but you know, he, he was a nice nice enough guy. He was a nice enough guy. He was always real nice to United fans from what I always read on Twitter and stuff like that. So, all the best of luck to him. As well as what we did when Memphis and and Schneiderlin left. We said all the best to them. Schneiderlin is injured now, so that's sad. But then again, Mo doesn't get it wrong all that often. And Memphis is killing it in France, but it's fucking France, so what do you expect? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm a fan of his, man. I didn't want him to go, but I'm starting to see through the bullshit that is Memphis Depay. But that's like a whole nother podcast. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? There's a there's a couple of uh, news things um, okay. that I've seen. Remember when Shoot. we talked about? Uh, well, the first thing is um, reinform reinforcements, right? Remember we talked yes. about uh, a couple of months ago about Griezmann. Yes. Uh, so apparently, <clears throat> Barcelona is looking into him. Him or so Real Madrid or DiBala. Yep, saw that. Um, so. I don't well, know. he actually came out and said that, like, what was the quote? Something to the extent of, like, you know, 
I like Spain. Spain is sunny. And he, like, of course he would play for Real Madrid or Barcelona at one point in his career. Who wouldn't? And all the fucking news uh, articles, bloggers and sports bloggers, the first thing they wrote was like, oh, look, he doesn't even mention United. Um, and, hey, they might be right. He might not be coming to us anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't – I mean, I, I always thought it would have been dope because he's a great fucking footballer. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He's world class for sure. Um but, I mean, if Slatan, which looks like is going to be the case, is going to re-up for one more year, I mean, we don't really need him because we still have Rashford and Martial. So, like, yeah. I'm not all that upset. I would be super excited if he came, but I'm not really all that upset if it's off and he's not coming anymore. Also, I don't know where he would fit. Yeah. Yeah, he's a winger. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, um, out, of, out of the two, if I had to pick, if I was United, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. these are the two names that are being put out in the market, mm-hmm. I would choose Dybala over Griezmann. And that's not an Argentinian thing. I don't know, maybe because he's Argentinian, No, no, it's not because of that. It's because he's he's young. He's yeah, mad well, talented. Well, Griezmann young, too? I'm talking about Dybala specifically. <laughs> I don't okay. know Griezmann that well. But... <laughs> But but uh, Dybala, he's not an actual, he's not like a a winger. Like, that's not how, like, he doesn't play like an actual winger. He's like, just, he just moves all around the place, basically. Um, so there's, like, more that can be done with somebody like that. Well, I, I've not seen Dybala player. play that much, but what I have seen, I've been impressed. So mm-hmm. I'd take either one of them. But um, here's... Another, before you keep going, you just reminded me that I saw on Bleacher Report, or was the ESPN, I don't remember, or fucking gold.com or something, I don't know. Um, but they they were saying that, oh, because, oh, um, so did you see Neymar came out with a, a quote, and like he said that he would love, to, he, he's always enjoyed like Premier League football, he thinks it's very competitive, and he's, he wants to play in England. And then he mentions, like, who wouldn't want, like, the clubs that I most follow. He says United, Arsenal, I think he said Chelsea, and I don't remember who else. So everybody's going kind of batshit crazy about how, you know, United should go for Neymar, which is... Damn it, I'm going to have a hard time with Neymar being on the team. I'm not, I'm not, I know Neymar, but I'm going to tell you something. Um, He's mad I would not be up. I would not be upset <laughs> if that, he's, if that he's happened. Mad I mean, he's, he's, super he's very talented. Um, he does have well, a few flaws that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he he but likes to go for a dive too much. He yeah, he dives and a little too that. much. I hate and, that. Yeah, and he kind of if he, if he doesn't have his way like within mm-hmm. the match, then he he's just shuts down. He shuts down completely. Yeah. Well, so, I also I also aside from that stuff. Um, one thing that I, I I do I would like to point out um, is that even though Neymar is like playing like he okay come on man like Neymar is playing in the front three of him Messi and um, goddamn fucking Suarez your Suarez. best friend in Ugh. the world I hate that man so much um, and Suarez and Messi get so much Messi obviously gets so much praise. And so does Suarez. And I think out of the three, I think 
I don't think Neymar is better than them. I can't really compare them, like all three of them. But I think he gets the least love from everybody over Messi and Suarez. Um, specifically, we all know the kind of love and appreciation that Messi gets from everybody, mm-hmm. right? Even when it's not deserved. At, sometimes I think it's not deserved. He still gets it. I think that um, Neymar does do, like, what he did in that game versus PSG, that was all him. Like, he was the star of that game, and, like, nobody really cared, and everybody was like, oh, my God, Barca, you know. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think he's coming to United. I don't think he's coming to England anytime soon. Um, but you never really know with football, I guess, right? Like, if United just be like, Barcelona, here's 150 million euros. Is Barcelona really going to say no? Well, if they go through and buy either Griezmann or Dybala, then, yeah, they'll sell them, and probably for a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, right? So yeah. I I don't mind, like... But I so don't, here, I don't... here's the question. Before we go, right? Before we, we keep going and before yeah, we leave, yeah. here's my question to you then, like, what do you what would you prefer? Because you've seen all, all, all of them play, so you can't tell me you don't know. And you know that they're all very talented. And you got to put your Argentinian pride aside. Yeah. Who do you think would be the best fit between Dybala, Neymar, and Griezmann at United? Who would you want? If you were the owner of United, right, the only, who would the you only buy? Problem, the only problem with that is I haven't seen Griezmann play a lot. Oh, so, man. Okay. Well, okay. So then Dybala and Neymar. Dybala and Neymar? Yeah. Dybala. Oh, you, you know why though? But here, here's why? okay. Here's my reason for that. Okay. Like, like you said, uh, like you just said, you just said, Neymar plays with Neymar, Messi, and Suarez. Yes. Uh, answer me this: Does Barcelona have a natural nine in the area? Do they play with like a natural nine, like somebody that is in the area? No, right? No, no, no. Suarez is. I mean, Suarez could be a number nine, but he doesn't. But he doesn't play the nine, right? He plays on the right. He moves in. He moves out. Messi does the same thing. Neymar does the same thing. But he kind of tends to stick on the left and 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 go go in through the left to the mid. Um, But they don't play with the nine. Dybala, on the other hand, and this is Uh just because we have Slatan on the team. Dybala okay. is used to playing with a nine, which he plays with a Wayne. And he, uh, how do you say this? But he um, he makes Iwain a whole lot more important because of what he does for him. So That's interesting. So if, if, if United is going to play with a nine, like Slatan, then you yeah, need somebody like course. Dybala, not Neymar. Okay, how about my, let, me, let me change it up to see what you think about this then. What if Slatan doesn't sign, doesn't re-up, and he leaves at the end of the season, and we're left with Martial and Rashford, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Rashford can be a number nine, but he doesn't have to be, mind you, mm-hmm. right? So what would you prefer, again, I mean, Ibala or to, Neymar? I mean, for... For because so what you gotta you what you gotta do is you gotta think who who do you want to slot in there with Martial because you want to have a top three like okay so you want to have a top three like Barca do right but you already have Martial and Rashford who is your who do you who's your filler the the problem is that Neymar is gonna take Martial's spot 
because so Neymar, play on Neymar the left plays on the right? left. He plays on the oh, left. Oh shit! Never mind. So he takes up the he takes up Martial's spot. So you, never mind. You have to put somebody on the right. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, never mind. I guess I'll take Dybala too. Oh man, but it'll be so difficult not to and, not to take Neymar if he was and, available. And, and Dybala, he can play through the middle. Like he doesn't. But you're telling. But, but you're Andre. Right. But you're telling me that in Barca, Neymar, Messi, and Suarez. I don't like saying and Suarez. They alternate and switch all the time. So, if you're telling me that that's well, the case, then you're more, also telling me that Neymar can probably play on the right. But he's never played on the right naturally. Like, he can switch for a couple of plays, like for, for something in particular. Um, mm. But if you look at Santos, he played on the left. Barcelona, okay. he plays on the left. I mean, okay. that's his natural position. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, he's never been put in the right. And, like, if you put him there just because you want to have him in your team, you might uh-huh. not have the same results that you see with him well, now. My, I have a question then because I haven't watched Dybala play as much, and you have, and I've watched Neymar play a lot more um, than you probably, or maybe not, maybe the same. Um, but I don't have as much information about Dybala as you do because I don't. I've only seen like a few clips and stuff, and and he. And the thing that's bothered me the most, where everybody says he's really good, but the international team hasn't given him like that much of a go, really. And I hope they do because Argentina need help, but that's a, a whole different conversation. Um, but my my question to you is then, what is Dybala's natural position? Uh, he's because he's not a winger. He's the same position as Messi, where he's kind of a position that, no, that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's just a free like he's he's a striker, but he's he, he's freed up to go like basically wherever he wants. Okay, so my question my question is then: We when Mkhitaryan came to United, you were very adamant about playing Mkhitaryan in the through the middle and not on the wing. You no, said no, I said I don't want him on the wing. I want him through the middle. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, okay. were very adamant about saying Mkhitaryan should play through the middle and not on the wing. He's much better through the middle. You were right. Fair. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm saying you were right. I'm saying you were right. Chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and and you watch Dybala, so you have to know what is where is his where is he more strongly played through through the middle or through the wing. All right. If okay, if, okay. Let me just. If we have Mkhitaryan on the team, and yeah. let's say Slatan or Rashford, okay? Well, we're, we're, we're saying we don't have Slatan anymore. Okay, we have Rashford. Okay? Yes. If we have Mkhitaryan and we have Rashford, our lineup would be something like a four-three-one-two, where it's Mkhitaryan as the creator, one of the strikers, one of the two up top, are constantly moving left and right, mm-hmm. and you have the person in the middle, which would be Rashford. Or the number nine. If if Slatan's not there, I think United would probably go for a striker with experience. Yes. Um, so that person would be kind of like static in the middle. But you would have Mkhitaryan moving all over the place right behind the strikers. And Dybala moving left and right to create crosses and opportunities. Um, hmm. That's that's how it would be, uh, that's how it would play out. That's interesting. 
which is not bad, but it's not. No, no, it's not a Dude, lineup I'm, that. It's not a lineup that is very used yeah. nowadays. Well, it's a very, it's a very fast and young lineup. That's for sure. Yeah, There's, it's, it's a more well, traditional. It's a more traditional. The thing is that you don't see like creators like how we used to see back in the day. I mean, no. you know, from our generation, we saw people like uh, Ronaldinho, um, Riquelme, um, yes. Xavi, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Iniesta. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're more, more used to that type of creation. Yeah. Um, this new and new age football doesn't necessarily use a creator with that with that in mind because if you look at the ones that i named tell me if they're as fast as mkhitaryan oh no no none of them are they're they weren't about shit not not even ronaldinho right he wasn't even super fast he wasn't fast Hmm. he wasn't fast he was he was a genius but he wasn't yeah 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 yeah. so He was quick-footed, but he wasn't fast. Yeah, the football that's being played nowadays is is all about speed. Everybody wants yeah. speed. Everyone wants the fast player. Um, mm-hmm. So when you have speed, you lack creativity. Mm. It's very hard to find a creator that is it's fast. Fast, not just with his feet, but with his mind. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Creation comes all from from the mind. So yeah. Um, you don't see that too often. And even right. though Mkhitaryan, we love Mkhitaryan, we love how he creates, and, and we feel that we need him all the time, every single game. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have that creation that that our generation grew up with. Well, know? no, he's not a he's not a world class creative player. No, I no, know that's what you're saying. He just had a bunch saying. of yeah. past the goals, you know. He just had a lot of he he, he created a lot of. Well, there, there's like a difference. Time, we can't like. Like for me, somebody even at his old age who's always going to be world class is Iniesta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we like Iniesta in his prime was he was godsend. He was a magician basically, yeah. right? So, but he was he was fucking slow, <laughs> like still is. But even in his prime when he was young, he was slow. Like his his creativity had nothing to do with how fast his feet moved, like mm-hmm. how fast he can run. It was how fast he could react and how quick he can get a pass off. There's a very big difference. So, I mean, I, I like it. I I think maybe somebody like Dybala is more um, realistic for United. Um, I mean, like I said, than, Griezmann, I haven't seen him play. So, I'm, I'm just judging on the two players. Well, see, Griezmann is also really weird because he's not like your standard number nine. Mm-hmm. He's also kind of similar to like... How Dybala plays and how um, how Messi and how they play in Barca, like he's also like that. Like so, it's weird. So like so, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in the off season because we're not gonna like. Here's the thing: whether Slatan stays or goes, like we have to prepare for the future because if Slatan decides to stay, it's just one more year. He's not gonna stay for three years straight. I don't think that's a thing. No, I think he wanted to come this year, and I think he'll stay for one more year. But that's where it stops. I think if we, especially if we qualify for Champions League, he's gonna give it one go because that's the only thing he hasn't won. I don't think he's ever won the Champions League. Didn't he win it with Inter? Oh no, wait, he won it with Inter. No, Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So, but I think he wouldn't mind giving it another go. But I think that's it. So we like so this summer. 
whenever we talk about this summer towards the end of the season more stronger like uh, and more in depth I think one of the things that we're going to have to touch upon and I think the club is going to have to touch upon Mourinho is going to have to see because Mourinho said that he wants to stay united for a long time only if he's winning so if he's winning um, cups he'll stay as long as they want him That's kind of, but he said uh, that he's well but he said that he he doesn't want to put the club through like losing if he can't win for them. Some weird. It was kind of like I was confused. But I mean, and I was he like, didn't win every single year he's been at United. Well, I mean, he can win something. It. Well, the thing is, like, you're never gonna you're never gonna have another Ferguson. Let's just it's not gonna happen. We live in an age of football where you you're not gonna have another Ferguson because. Uh, if you look at United's history, Ferguson was very close to being fired after a couple of years because he wasn't producing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But that's that that's no longer how football works with these big ass clubs. They want instant also, gratification. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they want goals. instant gratification, short term yeah. success. Yeah. We want to think as United fans because of the history of our club that we're not like that. But come on, we've gone through we're on our third coach since Ferguson left, and Ferguson only left four seasons ago. So let's not make pretend like we're not falling into the same thing that every other club has done. It it was bound to happen at one point when Ferguson retired. So let's just go with it. But here's my thing. Um, in the summer, and I'll end it with this. If you have anything other news to add, then cool. Um, in the summer, we're, we're going to focus. We The club needs to focus. I'm not saying we, but like me and you when we talk, we'll definitely focus on that. But what the club is going to have to focus on is regardless of Slatan staying or going, is they're going to have to make a decision. And the decision is, are we going to put all our chips into Rashford being the all-out number nine from now till he hits that mark that we know he's going to hit? Or are we going to bring somebody else in? It's a decision they're going to have to make. Because we've said, and you've said, and I've said, that... Besides goals, the thing that Slatan brings to this club is leadership. Mm-hmm. And if Slatan goes, I have a hard time finding where we get the leadership from on the pitch. We've said, I've said it, Herrera could be a future captain, but it's not next year. Pogba's too young, and Rooney's gone. So if Slatan decides to go, where do we get our leadership from? So that's what the club needs to focus on. If they're going to stick with Rashford, then okay, great. But do we bring an older, more experienced striker to work with him? Like they kind of did with Slatan, Or do we need to go and, prove and buy out a proven striker like the likes of Griezmann or Lukaku or something like that? You know, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. It's a tough decision you're going to have to make. I mean... The, the problem is that um, if, okay, see, like, okay, like the problem we have right now, <clears throat> Slatan got suspended. Yes. Who do we put as a number nine? Oh, well, we got Rashford. Yes. So, but in the coming years, if Rashford, for whatever reason, either gets injured or suspended, who do we put? You know, then, exactly. And the problem is that we all know this is not something that I'm making up, but Mourinho doesn't, uh, he's very adamant about playing youngsters. Yes. He's going to prefer experience over youth. Yes. Um, so he's going to want to have an experienced striker 
Yes. As soon as Zlatan leaves, so he's going to want to have a, an experienced uh, striker. Now, I think so too. Will that experienced striker be what Zlatan is to the team? I mean, you know, not not goals. I'm not talking about how he plays. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about what you said specifically. No, leadership. Like, leadership. leadership. Is that yes. experienced striker going to bring in leadership? That's or is he need. just bringing in his talent and, and goals. just worried about playing? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's difficult. That's that. I mean, that's hard, right? That's hard to figure out because we don't we, have a lot of like, Sultans. <laughs> no, not not only that though, but dude, if look look at it, look at our team. Like, I like where our team is going and the way it's being built, but I'm also very aware that we don't really have like an elder spokesperson leader on the team aside from Slatan and even Rooney now. But Rooney's not playing, but he's still training with the guy. So still, right? But once those two guys are gone, Michael Carrick is probably going to be gone next season too. They're doing his uh his um what is that called when you have a uh like they they do a game for you uh uh the retirement game or the um, yeah um that, uh, going away game or something like that yeah yeah no but it's not it's a uh, it's called what is it called testimonial match that's what it's called oh that's okay. Uh, Michael Carey is having a testimonial match in like June or July or some shit like that. Ferguson's going to coach it, which I think is fucking beautiful. Can't wait to see him on the sideline again at, at Old Trafford. Um, so Michael Michael Carrick is probably going to be gone next season. And even if he's not gone, he doesn't play as much. So where do we get that leadership on the field? From who? That's the one of the things that I'm more worried about than anything else for the upcoming season. Um, because, like, if we sign, if we Slatan stays, okay, then we still have him, and maybe the next following year we can have somebody like Herrera be that leader because he's like twenty seven. So, I mean, in another we, year he'll be like twenty eight or twenty nine, right? But it's still a little scary to be like, well, damn, who's gonna be like the the person who's gonna take charge when when shit is going bad and we need somebody to just like grab the bull by the horn and tell these. Because we have a lot of young play young players, man. Rashford is nineteen. Martial is like twenty or twenty one. Paco's twenty three. Yeah. Like these guys are young. But you don't know. Rojo, Rojo uh, just turned like twenty six, I think. Yeah. Or twenty seven, like day before yesterday. Bailly is also like in his twenties, early twenties. Valencia maybe because Valencia's older and he looks like an old man, but he runs like a young man, so I don't know. It's interesting though. I I, I think I mean, you're right. Maybe I'll, age is not important, but who knows? We'll see. It's not important, but I mean, also, we don't know because, and judging by this group right now, right, what yeah. we're seeing this season, mm-hmm. we don't know who could take that leadership role because Slatan is so much of a leader. Like, yeah, that's if, true. if Pogba is a leader, mm-hmm. he's not showing it at all because he understands that Slatan is. It's his turn yeah, right now. I guess you're right, but so I also think that Pogba's not mature enough to be a leader yet. Yeah, I mean, I think some Pogba's of the way, dealing some with, of the, with the some of the way stuff, that he so. reacts to some of the calls that he doesn't get, mm-hmm. you can tell that he's not he's not there yet. That's not saying that he won't get there and he won't be the leader that we need here I, in like two three think, years, but he's not. I there think yet. It, it, Pogba this season, maybe the next one. Um, I think he needs to. He needs to uh, just forget about what they say, and and the thing yeah. is, like his his price tag is so like it just happened basically, even though it didn't just it's, happen. Yeah. But 
but it's still in the air. Like, like I listen to the commentators when I'm watching the game, and they can't take Pogba without mentioning his price tag. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's straight so up ridiculous. Um, so that needs to kind of like fade out for him yes. to like to uh, not shine, but be different. No, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, in a way, I'm kind of like. In, in a really selfish and, like, crazy way, I hope that in the summer we sign somebody like a Griezmann or a Dybala or a Neymar because it's going to be an insane amount of money for those guys, right? Yeah. To buy those players. And then the pressure of how much you cost will no longer be on the likes of Pogba. Mm-hmm. And it'll be on those guys. And I'm okay with that. And then Pogba could just be like, oh, well, I don't got to worry about people talking about how much I cost because he costs more than me. Yeah. Uh, and so. we'll probably see a completely different Pogba. Yeah, I think, I, oh, man, I, I'm really excited for the end of the season, like about what's happening right now as we're currently going towards through the season. But I'm so ready for what will happen next year. Like, I think these guys are going to come back. Well, they've had a year to play together, which I think is going to do phenomenal for the way we play next year, right? Um, and I'm I like like you. I'm very I'm confident to to know that we'll we'll probably qualify for Champions League by getting like fourth or third, and that's going to be a boost to to them, right? And if by the grace of the football gods and also by their skill, we win the Europa League. Do you know the kind of swagger that these guys are going to go into in the summer? Like, yeah, it's going to be scary for next year for They're the Premier League. Making it rain on all them bitches, from all them hoes. <laughs> oh. um, but anyways, um, did you have any other part news that you want to talk about yeah. before we bounce? Because we said it was going to be a short episode, and we're going on sometime. Yeah. Well, now. one last thing, just a quick mention. I saw this mm. today um, on on one of the sites I follow. Um, in the U.S., and uh, it's a couple of months away, but just thought I'd mention it, um, since I don't know if I'll be alive tomorrow, basically. <laughs> you basically. Know? Um, how the world is, that's essentially how you have to maneuver through the world now. Yeah, just live the now. So the news came out now, so I'm saying it now. Um, in the U.S., in July, there, there's going to be a cup, uh, international, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, it's international Champions Cup. Yeah. So it's going to have uh, Juventus, PSG, Roma, Tottenham, uh, Manchester, United City, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I mean, they should have named it the international, not even international, I would have said like European Champions Cup. Because like, there's yeah, nobody there's, from South America, there's, there's nobody yeah, yeah. like, you know. There's, yeah. I mean, the U.S. There's is no hosting, MLS. but there's nobody from the U.S. playing. There's like no MLS team in there, or no yeah. like the Liga Mexicana League or the South American team in there. Yeah. It's like okay, so it's like they should have just named it the European International like thing. It's like yeah, or the I mean, European something. I don't know. Yeah, Funny. I mean, it doesn't make sense. But anyways, um, so we're gonna see United face City. Um, but the, the most interesting. I mean, United versus City, we see it in the Premier League. Um, yeah, yeah. Kinda yeah. Like, also, also, this is preseason, too, so let's not yeah. get too hyped. But the one that I, I really want to see is uh, Real Madrid versus United. That's going to be 23rd oh. of July. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the following one on the 26th, three days after, Barcelona versus Manchester United. Yeah, it's going to be good. 
that that's, is that's gonna, gonna be, be fun really good for us i mean i know yeah, it's not us. like a world derby oh my god i, would, like I wish i was in the states that i would probably go to those games if i was in the states yeah not, i mean i'd make a road trip in, for that but in jersey they're gonna play uh, you're from jersey for the listeners yeah. that don't know um yeah. in jersey there's gonna be barcelona versus juventus uh roma versus tottenham and that's basically it everybody else is kind of yeah. like because they're spanish teams so they have to go mm-hmm. where they're more like Mexican, Latinos, I guess you could say. Mexican. Oh my god. I mean, Chill keep it real. Let, let's just be real. Like, like you nah, know, Jersey's dude, not everybody full Everybody watches like football in the states now, man. It's no yeah, longer no, no, just no, Mexican But I'm saying like Latinos. Like yeah. in Jersey, there's not that many like football passionate dude, Latinos as in much Jersey, as in Cali or Texas. You're you're dead wrong, fam. You're super dead wrong. That's well, not, not like Jersey, I said. So I don't know. Andre, it's also not like 2000 and like it's not 1999 anymore. It's 2017, fam. I know. If it was have you seen? Be there. <laughs> have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen the fucking? Well, you. I know you haven't, but I've seen like the the fucking crowds that go watch like fucking uh, uh, NYCFC and fucking r- r- fucking whatever other. What's the other team in New Jersey in New York? The Red Bulls, like these guys, like go fucking all out, like European style, like fucking fans, dude. It's kind of crazy. It's dope. I like it. I think it's cool because it means that like football is just even that much popular now in the U.S. since when I was there. Because I was in the U.S. like what, like was it like eight years ago now? I haven't been back, so it's like pfft, fucking way different now, man. It's, a, it's it's really good for them. I mean. That's super good. I mean, it's really good for football, too, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be dope. Uh, I saw that, too. I didn't see the fixtures or anything. I just saw that. I was like, all the really, really good European teams are going to be there. <laughs> I was like, Except yeah, for Tottenham. That's, that's <laughs> Tottenham. I mean, they're second in the league, though, so I don't know. Maybe they're... Uh, okay. No, nah, Tottenham is having a really good season. Pochettino is fucking good, man. Pochettino is amazing. Dope. He's a really good coach. Fucking yeah. douchebag. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, I think that was episode 34, man. We said it was going to be short, but we ended up stretching it out to like a minute and an hour. A minute? What's the fuck minute? An hour and 13, 14, 15 minutes uh, with the outro and the intro that Andre puts in there. Um, anyways, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. We, Like I said, well, we will be gone next week. We will be back the following week. Um, if again anybody from the UK is listening, please, please contact me if you know any way I can get Andre and his wife uh, to the West Brown game at Old Trafford. Uh, and if not, it's cool; it's no big deal. Um, we're trying. Um, we're still, we're still gonna, end. we're still gonna go. I mean, we're gonna be in London, but we're gonna take yes. the train ride, and we're gonna. I, I already told the missus, you know, I have to go to Manchester. Um, yes. Uh, I just said if he saw Fellaini, he's going to, like, uh, record him for me and talk to him about me. <laughs> yeah. Fellaini's going to be, like, my new best friend. I'll I'll ask him for a piece of his fro for you. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> you can follow the podcast Twitter at, Uni- uh, at Man United Cast, M-A-N-U-T-D Cast. You can follow my Twitter at Leo EPD. Asanti is at uh, Asanti82. The podcast is uh, on iTunes as well as Stitcher um, and SoundCloud. Uh, the podcast is also posted on Facebook sometimes, not always. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, but don't worry about it because Facebook is useless nowadays. Twitter is where it's at. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's this Zuckerberg has been. What? Don't let Mark Zuckerberg hear you. I know, right? She's guys rich enough to fucking buy my silence. <laughs> um, anyways, this has been episode thirty-four. Thank you guys for coming. Enjoy the international break. Although I know none of us really will because, well, I won't because I'm Peruvian and Peru is trash. Andre probably will because he's Argentinian. Argentina is better than Peru for sure. We're in fifth place. Uh, oh well. So he 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 will either enjoy a lot if they win or he will be devastated <laughs> if they don't. So with that. Said I, I can't handle they, thirteen to be disappointed at. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> I already have Boca. I have United. I can't deal with the national team right now. No, no, no. I think I think you're gonna be good. I think you're gonna be good. Don't worry. I think Argentina's gonna it's gonna be good. Don't worry about it. I have faith. I have faith. Uh, this has been episode thirty four. Thank you guys for joining. I've been Leo. He's been Andre. We're out. Peace. Jamaica, the clouds turning, my thoughts turning, burning cash oil. I've been determined to make an earn this seed in the soil. It was classified. I'm satisfied when I strategize my kids' future. I ain't sanctified enough to say that I won't shoot ya. I done vandalized the industry for a circuit. The earthiest slash thirstiest nigga you know versus this scum of a land that transcends two surfaces. The richer the poor, the bigger the picture, the more blood pours. But don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell a truth about you. Don't tell a lie on me. I won't tell the truth about you. My fans can't wait for me to sun your punk ass and crush your whole little shit. I'll be pun your punk ass. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.